This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today on these Thursdays. The voice of the Golden Gophers and sports director at MNN, Mike Grimm, joins us from the Twin Cities, I think, uh, via the telephone Grimmer. <laughs> Unless you're vacationing somewhere, are you down in the Twin Cities? I am in the Twin Cities, yes, sir. Yeah, right. uh, I, I am uh, next week. It won't be vacation, but I will be in Tampa with the Gopher hockey team, and ah. that'll be fun. I yeah. love the forecast says 93 degrees for three of those days. Lovely. Um, so I'll I'll end up uh, complaining that it's too hot by the end of the time. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's all guess, right. I guess those those are the breaks. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You're allowed to do that. You know, I mean, to go from 20 to 93, it's a radical yeah. change for a guy. So, you know, yeah. a little complaint is fine. For sure. For sure. No <laughs> doubt. Hey, I know you're a huge baseball guy. Before we talk about spring football and, and uh, you know, transfer news for the men's basketball team, I, I know you're a big baseball guy. Uh, are you going to get a chance to watch uh, the Twins or your beloved Cardinals today? Uh, I'll watch the Twins for sure. Yeah, I'll pop that game on this afternoon. I'm excited. I think, um, you know, I think, well, first of all, everyone has their uh, their hope now, right? Because nobody knows. There's always a surprise. Um, some some team that you think is going to be no good ends up being really good, maybe two or three. And some team that you think is going to be good ends up just not being able to figure it out or put it together or get the luck it needs. And um, that's the beauty of it, and and I I kind of do like this Twins team. I, I like the roster they put together, so um, I'm I'm uh, I'm optimistic that they'll be able to, uh, to to hang right in there and maybe win that division. Yeah, some big offseason news for the Twins. They were actually featured once in a while on MLB Network, which doesn't happen that often during the free agency period. Uh, so, what did you think about them uh, getting Carlos Correa on their contract? Yeah, getting him back, you know, I mean, obviously uh, he it took a minute because he signed some bigger, longer-term deals that eventually didn't work out because the uh, the medical staff for those two teams felt that his ankle was shot too much. So the Twins signed him to a shorter-term deal with a higher average per season. Um, I think that's a great signing. I think that uh, he's good in the clubhouse. Obviously, he's an excellent defender. Um, I, I do think that... Um, Maybe we all overestimated what he is as a hitter. Um, when you go back and look at his career numbers, he's not a 30, you know, homer, 120 RBI guy, but he, he but he is supposed to be a 300 hitter. Uh, he's supposed to give you, you know, 20 homers and, you know, drive in 90. And if he gives you good defense and that leadership, that's worth it. And, may, may, you know, who knows, maybe he takes a step and does hit 35 bombs this year. I don't know, but um, I like that. Um and I, and I like some of the other things he did. I, I'm not in love with everything, you know. Um, obviously, the pressure's on the starter today, Pablo Lopez. He's going to have to be good this year because they traded one of the more popular guys on the team away who won the batting title to get him. Um, and and I hope they let him pitch. I hope they let him, uh, you know, let him go six, seven, eight, nine innings every night as the season moves on and if they don't, um, do what they've done and, you know, take a guy out after four or five innings because it's the third time through the order. And if that's if that's their plan, then I, I don't know why you give up a batting champion for any pitcher, but we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, and uh, they did get a prospect in that deal as well. I've heard it said before, too, from general managers that are on TV that if you're trading pitcher for position player, uh, you should be getting the everyday player unless there's just such a disparity, you know, unless you're getting Justin Verlander for somebody. Uh, you know, that could make a difference. But, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and I don't know. People were a lot more uh, Arise fans than I was, I, I guess, personally. The guy can't play any yeah. defense and a singles hitting DH is not really how you build a, a championship contender. So I guess I was fine with the deal. They always need more pitching. And they feel like Pablo Lopez is on the way up. He's young yet, so he could he could develop into ace. He has really good stuff. Yeah, and I, I like the where he came from. The Marlins have a good knack of developing pitchers. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, some really good ones and guys. Um, they, I think their starting staff led the league in innings pitch last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he's got that mentality that he's going to go out there and 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 you know try to finish a game. And and you're right, he they've got he, he's got this devastating changeup. And even though I watched uh, him um, the brief little bit that I was able to see of the World Baseball Classic, I was I actually wish I had been able to watch a little more because yeah. it sounded like it was a bunch of good games, yeah. but. Um, I thought um, the brief bit, or the, I guess it was really the highlights of him. Boy, he had um, he had guys off balance. There's no doubt about that. So I, yeah, I I think as long as they let him pitch, um, I, I think that's a, that you know that should work out that deal. Yeah, Joey Gallo. Uh, you know what did you think about the the signing of him coming off a season that saw him hit a buck sixty seven or something like that? I mean, he's got yeah. enormous power, but but I, I don't know. It's it's a work in progress with him. Yeah, if he hits 160, I, I'm not going to like that signing very much. That yep. said, uh, and this is weird for any baseball person to hear, although the the times have changed. If he can hit 220, mm-hmm. um, it's probably a pretty good signing because he's going to hit 35 homers. He's going to walk 90 times. He's going to strike out like Miguel Sano, um, but he's going to give you a lot of other things. He's a two-time Gold Glove winner, that yep. guy. Yep. So he can give you some defense. They've even talked in the spring about him playing a little first base because um, that is a spot of need. Uh, maybe uh, I think Miranda's going to maybe get most of the innings there, but I think there's a chance you're going to see other guys there and maybe Gallo spots in there some because there is, at least for the moment, if their plan is, as it sounds like it is, to DH with uh, Byron Buxton mm-hmm. uh, most of the time, at least here early on, um, then there is going to be an extra outfielder not playing, you know, that, that, that is going to be out there. Um, and Gallo uh, will need to be out there, uh, and and maybe that means he's going to be at first base in a couple of those days too, because he can't DH mm-hmm. if um, you know if Byron Buxton's a DH for that early part of the stretch of the season anyway. Yeah, yeah. Gallo, uh, Gold Glove, the right fielder, I think, is where he won those two Gold Gloves. So he's yeah, and, he's a plus he outfielder. Field, yep. Yeah, he played center field for the uh, for the uh, Yankees some last year. I know Aaron Judge was. Their everyday center fielder, so he could even shift to center a little bit. Yep. Um, they should have a pretty good defensive outfield because Kepler, I think, is good. Um, you know, Larnick, uh, you know, I don't know enough about his defense, but he's batting cleanup today, so uh, he had a huge spring. Um, and then they're kind of waiting around for Jorge Polanco and Alex Kirilov and a few others to, to get in there. And I think once they have that full complement of hitters, the lineup, uh, the lineup can be pretty good too. I think they'll score some runs. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. All right, let's talk Gophers. Uh, the uh, Gopher football team is, what, about five practices in so far of their spring period. What what does Coach Fleck look for during spring practices? What does he want his guys to get accomplished? 
Yeah, good question because we we asked him exactly that. Uh, he had a little availability after the practice on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that he talked about is he just um, that the guys this time around, um, he said they're just feeding him the offense as fast as they can, and it's like they're drinking out of a fire hose, and yep. he just wants them to work hard and and take a step every day. So you know, I I don't think he's asking for perfection. I think he's asking for coachability and, and hard work, and it sounds like he's getting that. Um, and I'm a little bullish on this team as well. I think they can be good. Um, you know, they've got some some holes still to plug, but um, they have some, I think, the right guys in some of the right spots, and um, they play a really tough schedule. Maybe the toughest schedule um, a Gopher football team has had in a while. Um, I'm trying to think back, you know, when you factor in a non-conference game at North Carolina, a team that was in the top 10 to start the year last year and um, started sluggish, and then by the end of the year we're playing like that top 10 team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that will not be a picnic. I mean, it'll be fun. I, I'm, You know me, I'm always in for, hey, let's go to someplace new and experience it. Sure. So that'll be fun to go. I think a lot of Gopher fans, it would be like the Colorado game a couple of years ago, a lot of Gopher fans are going to go mm-hmm. um, or try to. Um, so, And then you have Michigan and Ohio State both on the schedule, Michigan State on the schedule, um, you know, and then, of course, the normal West teams with uh, some new coaches who will be – we'll see. But, yeah, I, you know, I think that's what Fleck wants to see is just how those guys respond to um, to a lot of new things. They've got some young guys. Obviously, Ethan Kaliak-Manis is the uh, – starting quarterback and I thought he acquitted himself well in most of the time he played last year and my hope is that um, we watch him really develop and take that step and if we do I think it will be accurate to say um, it, that time he had last year was a key piece there you know you don't want to see anyone get hurt and you know Tanner Morgan it was fun to see him come in and you know go out with a win in, in replacing Kaliak Manis, who was injured in that bowl game. But I think if Kaliak Manis turns out the way we hope, we're going to say, man, it was nice and important for him to get those six or seven games in last year. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, development uh, process, uh, certainly for him. So it was interesting. Uh, you know, I'm just picking this up off the Star Tribune. And, and uh, you know, there was a, a good hit laid by Tyler Newbin on uh, one of the receivers, Daniel Jackson, I think. And Coach Flex stopped practice and talked to guys. Now, he's throughout his time with the Gophers, I can only assume prior to that, the Gophers always one of the least penalized teams in the entire Big Ten because Fleck pays attention to that. He wants his yeah. guys to to play within the rules and even to go uh, more on the cautious side uh, with some of those than than maybe other teams emphasize. Yeah, for sure. And I I was at the practice and um and so for those people who've not been to practice, uh, PJ is mic'd. Um, he has a wireless mic on and and so everyone can hear him pretty mm. clear. Um, and so, and even at that, uh, when they practice at the stadium, it's the same way. So it comes over the public address system. Um, and, and what happened, um, it, it was a high hit. It was a hard hit. It was a, it was a hit that you don't see in, 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 in practice much. Hmm. Um, especially not in spring practice, if it's not a scrimmage or, you know, cause a couple times during the spring, they'll have an all out, you know, scrimmage where you, you're going to be evaluating tackling and that kind of stuff. And I took it, I saw the article as well, and mm-hmm. I did take it, uh, you know, P.J. stopped practice, and he wasn't mad. He no. was just, in fact, he was he was like, hey, uh, you know, I love the aggressiveness. We want that, but um, that hit is likely going to be a penalty. We don't need that. 
But I thought the bigger part, and I don't know if it was addressed as much in the um, in, in the article, was PJ said. Plus, he's one of ours. Don't we're not trying to hurt people right now. Don't yep. don't don't put a big lick on a receiver. Um, you need them all. They're thin everywhere. Um, and so, to me, that was the bigger point. I don't think the article caught that part of it mm-hmm. enough. Um, but again, we all interpret things differently. I I. Yes, I don't think he wanted a penalty. I don't think he, you know, I don't think, and Tyler Newman hasn't been a guy that's had any targetings. He did in 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 the um, in stopping practice and say, look, if that is targeting, we miss you the rest of the game. If it's in the second half, we miss you the first half of the next game. You're too important for us, so don't do that. So he, it was definitely, that was a piece of it. But then he did later on say something along the lines of, he's one of ours. Like we're not we're not in, in this we're not hurting people right now. Yeah, yeah. And and Newbin just stood there and shook his head and said, "Yeah, I got it." You know. And um, sometimes, you know, <laughs> when your life revolves around football and you're a hard hitting safety, I suppose it's hard to to lay off. But yeah. um, I I think he um, yeah it's a lesson it's a coaching point and PJ also said that you know that there's been a lot of coaching points because a lot of these guys are are newcomers they've got you know the what is it seven or eight transfers that are in that are new mm. bunch of high school kids enrolled in January and he said they um, he said a lot of the coaching points are uh, culture related not necessarily football related you know like. No, this is an important part of practice. This isn't goof off time when we do the, you know, take care of the football routine, or um, we, you know, we don't reach the ball for the goal line in the corner uh, for fear of a fumble, and you know, different principles with which he's built the program. Yeah. Um, that it takes some coaching when you got a bunch of newcomers and uh, and fewer veterans, and that was the benefit they had the last couple of years was those old guys could could be uh, helping implement some of that and um, you know there's still some old guys there but not nearly as many so uh, he and the staff are having to do some of those learning points a little bit more often yeah and and Newman said that that too I'm just again quoting the article he said that's my teammate I've got to take care of him in practice so he knew it but yeah the blood gets up man I mean you're you're trying to improve you're trying to get better you want to have intensity in practice and uh, he went over the line a little bit maybe with a teammate but it seemed like he he understood that Yep, yep, and and look, that was an open practice on Tuesday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate there were two or three hundred people w- around the sidelines. So I think that probably gets guys fired up a little bit too. Sure, you know, you want to put on a show for the people there, and um, so that that probably all played into it. But yeah, he um, look, that kid is is a one a really good kid, but two, he uh, Tyler Newbin is a fantastic football player, and I'm uh, I'm I'm pumped for the Gophers that he's back because he could have. He could have entered the draft. There's no doubt about that. So yeah. um, he he felt that um, you know he he just was ready for more college football, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, unfortunately they'd lose a, a top recruit, a four-star kid out of Eden Prairie, who you know he has medical issues, and you know unfortunately for the young man, he's decided he needs to step away from football for a while. Yeah, you know that that was a concern even during the season because he was not practicing with the team. I mean, he was around the team, but they, they just never could get him healthy. And I remember even last year there was a thought like, man, that poor guy might not play. I mean, there, there's some you know some issues. He missed much of his high school career as well. Um, and so, and it sounds like Ryan Stapp, who was the transfer from Western Kentucky. No, I'm sorry, he was the transfer from uh, Abilene Christian out of College Station, Texas. Um, he has also stepped away from football, and I, it sounds like that potentially could be a retirement. Uh, as well uh so you know sometimes uh you know it's either bad luck or 
sometimes you're a kid and you 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 got your degree and you're just like you know what I've been beaten around enough. I love football, but um, you know I'm going to go go to the real world. And I don't know for sure what Staff's deal is, but yeah, Trey Bixby's the kid from Eden Prairie yeah, yeah. who also spent some time in um, in Ohio as a high school player. His dad is. His dad actually was a um, for a for a long time was one of the guys who covered recruiting high school recruiting and um, was part of a I forget well one of the recruiting web pages I, I forget which one but yeah. um, unfortunately uh, Trey Bixby will um, you know that the school of course uh, in those medical retirements they honor the scholarship which is great uh, it doesn't count against the limit of eighty five but unfortunately for him and. He grew up a big Gopher fan, and look, he had a lot of options to go places and chose Minnesota. And um, it's unfortunate that he won't get to live out the dream of wearing the maroon and gold, that's for sure. Yeah, some uh, movement with transfers and so forth for the men's uh, basketball team as well. I was kind of sad to see Trayton Thompson decided to move on uh, to uh, Stetson University. Yeah, you know, and, and good for him. That's You know, I, I wouldn't mind going to, I think that's in Florida, right, Stetson? I <laughs> yep, believe yep. it is. So, um, you know, I, I don't blame him getting off the flights at one in the morning, coming back from East Lansing when it's four below is, uh, uh, you know, that's not the greatest thing ever. But um, and and he's pro- is probably the level that he's going to be able to really excel at. Yeah. Um, he, they, you know, the I, I'm not sure what the whole thing was, but it was clear the coaching staff just didn't uh, either. I don't know what the right term is. I don't. I think they thought he was a good player. I think they trusted him, but yet they did give him the minutes. They did not give him the minutes that would indicate that uh, they felt those things. So yeah. um, I don't blame him. Um, Talon Cooper is, uh, you know, he was in the portal and he is now going to South Carolina, uh, yeah. which is a, uh, you know, tip of the cap to him. That's in his home state, so he'll have that opportunity. And then, of course, I know we'll get to it, but the Gophers ended up bringing a guy in yeah. as well from from Pepperdine. So yeah, tell us about that kid a little bit. So he's a point guard. Sounds like he about twelve points a game, five assists, uh, good steals guy. Six two, um, hit forty. I think it was was a forty one or forty four percent of his threes. I can't remember now. But anytime you're over forty, you'll take that. Uh, now Talon Cooper for most of the season was over forty from three last year as well, and um, you know it, it's a factor. But there's no question this team needs guards that can shoot, guards that can penetrate. And um, hopefully this young man fits the bill. There's no way they're done yet. They've got plenty of openings. Yep, yep. I think um, you're probably looking to, for him to find at least two more guards and even maybe a big, a backup big that can uh, give Pharrell Payne and Dawson Garcia some minutes off the bench and uh, when, when they need a breather. Free agent period underway in college basketball. Uh, Grimmer, yeah. thanks so much. I appreciate it. You- you got it. I always enjoy it, Todd. Thank you. Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers on the Todd and Fred's podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.